0: Havili was magic. The shift on for Crotty. Boom, far down you go. Quackett Smith, me, oh my,
1: I
2: have enjoyed that. Yes, boy. Sit back, relax, put your belt on, enjoy. Draft Rugby, the game they play online in heaven. Welcome to the Draft Rugby Show, season five, episode 13. Uh, This is the heritage round of Super Rugby Pacific and accordingly joining me, We have Nelson repping the Tars Heritage jersey. Nels, how are you? Good, mate. Uh, Disrupted week of rugby again, like always, but excited nonetheless. Excellent. And Harry, how about you, Matt? How are you doing?
1: Uh, Great to be talking footy again. Excited for for the round to start, to be honest. I'm a bit stressed about what the Waratahs have put out there, but let's see how it goes the the reds aren't the same that they used to be so well, we should be able to get it over and pretty easy you think look I think we just know it's a easy week Rest some of your players exactly <laughs> so i feeling very confident actually I've just convinced myself yeah
2: excellent and um you guys know I'm not one to gloat but um how are we all doing in fantasy last week we had um some big matchups or sorry the week before that uh we ha- how's our heads to heads going on the podcast Mate, so far, if you're
1: not here on the pod, you don't get to talk about the results. Look, all we're talking about so far is round five. So I think I was against Nubum. I'm 90 points up. But uh, only halfway. Th- half of the teams have played because the Aussies and Kiwis have been out. So we but can't you- look further back than that, can we? Well, I think,
2: now, talking, talking on the pod, I think you two have played. I think Nelson won that one. Okay. Uh, Nelson and I have played, got the chocolates over Nels. Yes. And, uh, and t- this week, it's, it's Harry and I. So full circle this week. Big, uh, yeah. big news. but. Certainly, it is, it is annoying the disrupted fantasy season, but um, still, uh, hopefully, we get six games this weekend. And, um, you know, it's adding a bit of spice having different players have being injected into the lineups. So it's, it's speaking amazing. of different players getting injected into the lineups, let's just rip straight into it uh, tonight. So, for Entree, go back and listen to our pot on Monday. That was a quick review of, well, quick uh, in the draft rugby yeah. show sense of quick review of uh, round five, uh, round four, sorry. Round five, actually. We're going into round six, aren't we? Good. Just stitch me up on the notes here. Um, and for main course, we're just going to rip straight in. Round six, um, fixtures coming up. The first game, we've got Moana Pacifica and the Hurricanes. So who wants to jump straight in and take us through that? We've I'm happy to. I think the, a notable
0: injury, or maybe notable, Mike McKee, um, it appears to have dislocated his shoulder, you, um, just, you needed well, an
2: extra adjective in front of uh, injury, didn't you? You just felt like you needed to describe it more. It's yeah, like- it's notable it's no ish, Mike McKee injury.
0: Um, but it obviously makes a little bit of a change for them. Plus, we've got Scott Scrafton, uh, just a real solid lock, uh, I think, for the Canes coming back into their starting side. And TJ Perinara making his return any start for how many is it? It is 596 days since he started for the Hurricanes. So good to have both of those players back for sure. Um,
2: got- 96 days we've been deprived of the fantasy king, TJ Perenar.
0: Exactly. Everyone forgets how good he is at fantasy. He is very solid. Moana mm-hmm. um, Pacifica, this is their first of three games in eight days. We, uh, we put you in charge of
1: making sure you knew every detail about their draw. Do they play the Hurricanes next? They don't. Right. So who, who have they got in the double? Uh, who have they got next week? They got them
0: twice. So, right, okay. <laughs> yeah. very informative. I like it. I think <laughs> it's not the Islanders, So <laughs> that's that's good. Um, yeah. So, look, Aaron Major has made four changes to this side. We've got the Tongan Hikali Tahi representative, Sam Samuel Molly, coming in into the hooker role, elevated into the hooker role. He's been quite good off the bench for them in the last sort of their last two matches. So he takes over the place of uh, Leru Tolai. Um,
2: brother of Atu Moli, Chiefs and uh, all that squad. Atu yep. And we've got uh, Ray
0: Nure, uh coming in for his debut off the bench or potential debut, you'd assume, the Manu Samoa hooker. Mm. Yep. Yep. Good changes. The new, kid, there. the
2: new kid and the experience of Ray Nuiar. Yep.
1: Yep. And you got, uh, obviously, we mentioned Mike McKee's shoulder injury. So you got Paulo uh, Poloniati coming in at lock for them as well. So this will be his debut. So another new man into the squad. And then, probably the most notable change for the players that we picked up in the preseason was Henry Taifu, the, Ma- the Manu Samoan player. He's going to be playing at inside center so Nelson was pretty devastated i know to see daddy Tawala shifted back to the bench despite his strong performances so <laughs> Ta- taifu has been apparently carving it up at training and being given the opportunity in this one
2: yeah I, I think, think we he- spoke about him in pre-season um he yep. look he'd been at the force the last couple of years but um he had absolutely been tearing it up for uh for manu samoa and for um in the itm cup so uh that's why we saw him as probably the starting 12 but Danny Twyla has looked bloody good, though. He's just a little bit more of a mature head as well and, and has a little bit of a
0: boot on him as well. So adds a few little things that Twyla doesn't. But I'd be expected to see Danny Twyla getting on, you know, towards the back end of the match and, and being a real impact player for them.
2: Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I think the, the key to this game, really, we've said it every time, every of the few games Moana Pacifica has played, but it's playing for 80 minutes. Um That's generally the biggest story in any game against any New Zealand team in Super Rugby. And, um, yeah, whilst they have impressed us with, uh, you know, a fair amount of cohesion, of building in the set piece, we said the set piece and the breakdown has been the critical area, they, you know, they stay in it for a long time, but you've really got to play the full 80. Those last 10, 20 minutes are so important (laughs) in this conference. So um, I don't know how they... Obviously, if if you're not chasing a score, if you're much closer on the scoreboard, it's uh, it's easier to to keep playing to the end. But, um,
0: I think yeah. that that first matchup against the Crusaders, the you know they would have been just absolutely pumped first time representing you know their nations and their side, and and that got them through seventy minutes of that Crusaders match before they let it slip, but. Last week, they only played 35 minutes of decent level footy. It was 12 to 7 just before the half, um, and then they let in a try, you know, quick succession just before, just after half time. and and then the floodgates open. So, I mean, they've shown they can do it in, in little parts, but, yeah, bringing it into an 80-minute performance is is a really different different thing for, for, for this side. So it'll be interesting to see. The, the backed back Afano, again, in that 10 jersey, he actually unlocks some of the threats for this side for my for for one on that left wing so if the forwards get some good solid front foot ball if they can just be a little bit better in their set piece it's going to give the ability of these you know really good threatening outside backs a chance to get ball in hand and Lily a to find them so I think that's the big thing for me is they really just need to stabilise this forward pack and improve that set piece to give these backs the chance to to break down this game.
1: Yeah, well, again, they're playing a, a pretty young Hurricane side, so I, I thought they took a bit of a step back, to be honest, last week. So we'll see how they bounce back. And as you said, I think it's just getting the right parts of the field and make less errors, and then we'll see what happens from there. If they can get those things and their, their basic set piece right, then it'll be a lot tighter than what we saw last week. Absolutely. Over to the Hurricanes, um, let's go. There's a few changes in the front row. So you got uh, Kagi's favourite player in the world, Asafa Almuah back starting at Hooker. So that's a big in for them. They've also brought Xavier Nemea in as well, um, partnering Tyrell Lomax in the front. Caleb Delaney continues to to get more game time, so carving up there. But it's good to see Scotty Scrafton getting his first start. As you mentioned, we were a bit disappointed that he wasn't able to start from the beginning of the year. First,
0: first start in 10 months.
1: Yeah. yeah so good to see him back and then in the uh you've, you've got blakey gibson getting another run in the seven jersey so dupla c Carifi, we assume is out with covid reed princep in at six and no uh flanders on the bench either so again i assume that that's why that is uh and then with arty shifting back to the bench this week you got Braden yose who have been hanging out to see get a start so I don't know. Personally, I hope that uh, Sevilla comes on at seven and USA just gets 80 minutes so we can see how he can rip through a whole game. But yes, please. Very excited to see what he can offer.
2: Yeah, he's going to be awesome. Um, I think, look, you're talking about obviously, I'm excited about Safra Mou, but Xavier Nemea, he was a, a prop who I think we all expected to start in the one jersey all year this year. Um, and he, because he was absolutely lighting it up in both in fantasy, but also, you know, as a loose head prop was making some awesome runs last year. So. Exciting to see what he can do. Um,
1: yeah. Great in particular that I picked up for a Ricketti-Stones last week.
2: Choice. Choice. Yeah, that's true. Um, I was actually even more excited about it for that fact as well. So
0: We obviously touched on TJ being back. And, I mean, that's just something you can't understand how strong and an impact he has on this team. But he's partnered this week by Aidan Morgan. So Aidan Morgan, he's been in the Canes environment for a few years now. Um, and they think he's ready to take his chance. We were a little bit confused by it. thought Ruben Love could be the, the man to step up in that that 10 jersey, but it's good to see them giving Aidan Morgan a crack and, and they obviously have some faith in him. It doesn't make a lot of
1: sense to me, to be honest. Like When you're a team that does not have a franchise 10 and you're trying to develop two different blokes, why would you then bring your third guy in who's even younger and less developed to try and give him the opportunity? Like. Actually, maybe try and bed down some confidence in your top two. Jackson sense. Garden Basham's yeah. played what two good games in 21 years of football, <laughs> and he's their first choice. And Ruben Love's still trying to try and find his feet at this level. I, I don't understand it. It makes absolutely no sense to me. Aiden Morgan can be, be as good as he likes. If they're serious about the other
0: two,
2: I think it's a bad decision.
0: Well, I, I hope Aiden Morgan does well, and you can see Garden Basham
2: out the door, mate. Like yeah. that's that's the one pro. Yeah, we can just com- completely rule him out, can't we? But No, I agree. I mean, look, the Crusaders do it better than anyone else, don't they? The factory over there, Fergus Burke, you look at him, he he was in the environment for around two, three years, completely understands the system, and they put him in this year, and he was an absolute ripper. And I think Aidan Morgan's got to be the same thing, right? Like, have him there in the squad for a good two, three years. If there's enough injuries, he gets a crack off the bench. But, yeah, very weird for me. I would have thought this is a fantastic opportunity for Ruben Love to really build on um he's a couple of starts already and uh you know get some more confidence so interesting one we've got a, a new
0: center partnership for the canes as well tay walden the taranaki captain um coming across this year this is his first game for the canes partnering peter Umanga jensen so a new center partnership for them quite different would you say to, to previous center partnerships for them more different players so yeah i think that's a fair fair comment
1: I, I was just trying to look if um, if they had any kind of relationship the two players and the MPC, and that they, they don't. So I might attend. Sorry. So I, I guess it's just literally the last two centers standing at this stage.
2: And I've I've always been happy to say that uh, Tay Walden has never excited me whatsoever, he's and right. that he's, he's, he's also so tiny right. as well. So I, like, when they have when they have such a plethora of awesome other centers, like I'd rather see Julian Sevier in a toil, i I'd rather see Billy Proctor in there. I'd rather see Balen Sullivan, just anyone really. But and they've um, all got COVID, so probably, but they probably all have COVID, so yeah. you know. And that is
1: why we have Josh Morby on the wing, mate. He's
2: where's there. old mate Vince Arso when you need him? You know what I mean? But uh, anyway, yeah.
1: absolutely. Yeah. The guys on the wing, where's Huysen? Continues to start. Josh Morby gets his first run, and Geordie Barrett ever present at fullback. Salisi so Rayasi, disappointing to see him on the bench, but obviously
0: they're taking it as an opportunity to give some young guys a run. I've got a, a point. His name's Huysen, boys.
2: It's not Huysen. It's never been oi. It's hoisting like the sauce. That's no, not <laughs> So <laughs> have them with your rice paper rolls, mate. Um, no, look, I Rayasi easy. on the bench. No, I think no, the only no. the only possible explanation for that is that they want to see if he can score three tries, but off the bench in twenty minutes. You know what I mean? That's that's the only explanation for it. Um, so, Kagi, how do you see this match up going? How much will the Canes lose by? Look, can't really see the Hurricanes losing this one, but. Um, you know, I'd love to be proven wrong though. I'd love Moana Pacific to just absolutely get up. What's your pick, mate? See Team of Fire and Ganuka just eat up Wes Poisin sauce. Um, but uh, no, Kane's going to win this game. I'd uh, probably say twenty points. I mean, look, but you, we mentioned Rayarci. The five hour of the bench, they're going to have Fidal, Arty Sevilla, and Arcy come off the bench. If you want to talk about impact, those lot and, and talk about Moana Pacific not playing those last twenty minutes. Well, it's going to suck in those last oh. twenty minutes for them. So, yeah, Harry,
0: how, how do you pick this one?
2: 35 points, minor Pacific,
1: a step back in the right direction, but still going to be completely outclassed.
0: I'll be in that middle, I'll say
2: 27 for the Canes. Love it. Excellent. All right, well, with that, let's move on to another game uh, with a new side in Super Rugby Pacific 2022, the Rebels and the Drua. So second time, the, the Aussie Conference, the teams have all played each other, obviously, so we're moving around to the second time. The last time they played was in round three, and the was Drua's first win in Super Rugby, where they won thirty one to twenty six, <coughs> and really started to get their tails up off the back of that. Um, yeah, I mean, before getting into the the players, I mean, I can't really see the rebels have any chance in this one Um. (laughs) right that's a
0: that's a rough way to start because we know that's how we're going to end this one as well so look we've got um tamani youani who's been a a growing player for them he's missing off off, after a concussion josh canham as well got concussed in their last matchup we see stacy illy return he was on the bench last week but return into that um Outside centre role. He, he was coming back from an injury, wasn't he? I forget. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah he was, to, to link up with Ray mm-hmm. Um, But, yeah, Tamati Ioani, he's a big loss. They're, they've gone for the the dual seven role with Wilkin coming in. Yes, he's a six-slash-seven, but Wilkin and Hardwick, both hard over the ball. Um, so they, I think they're really going to try to disrupt the breakdown and try to slow the ball down for the andrew i wouldn't be surprised if we see those guys get pinged a couple times just to try and stop the fastball from the andrew coming out well
2: well mate first of all you'd love that the more sevens on the field the better yeah according more, to you but that's why I, I call I'd, them sevens i'd even throw wells in there as almost like a seven as well i mean he played a lot of rugby seven he, he, yeah, he, he does like <laughs> challenging so that i feel like they've got three sevens on there and they've thrown their entire all of their eggs into the one basket of we're going to kick penalty goals and we're going to try and disrupt every breakdown all game. That is all we're going to do and hope that at 80 minutes we've got enough points on the board.
1: And I, I think, Josh Hill, it's exciting. It looks like when you don't have any plays yourself, you just pick a Kiwi. That's, that's got to be what's going on there, doesn't it? 22 years old, 195 centimetres, 110 kg, so he's a pretty pretty solid young lock as well, but plays for Otago. Uh, he's played 18 caps for them over the, these
0: first few years of his professional career, so pretty exciting, I think. And we've also got a potential debut for Burn Boy from Victoria originally, went to school in Queensland. I think GPS forward of the year, Daniel Mayava. Yep. Mayava. Um, All right, so-
2: I'm excited by him.
0: Yeah, well, you're excited yeah. by him. Is, oh, yeah. you see, it looks like a, a couple of it, 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 Yeah, it's coming through. It's a- <laughs> yeah. Another burn boy, mate. Good, good to see. But look, there's been a couple changes. Matt Gibbon, James Tuttle impressed. It's hard to say impressed for the Rebels because they didn't impress. Well, less but, unimpressive. Less unimpressive. There it is now, like- <laughs> <laughs> um, Last week. So they're taking over Cameron Orr and Joe Powell. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if they can, you know, stamp their names on these jerseys. On Tuttle, you know, I was complaining last week that I thought
1: it was crazy that Sir Robbie didn't get another oh, run yeah. after having a good, good game in round four, um, coming off the bench. But it is good to see Tuttle getting a run. I think he, obviously he had a big. Big future back when he was playing in the Reds way back when, and he's done his Achilles twice in that time. So good for him to get the opportunity. I think he actually is a, a well, or has the potential to be a well-rounded Super Rugby oh night and kick right. goals as well. Are yeah. You I, you gonna, say,
2: did you think he was trying? He was about to say world-class the way he was like well round I was like, well, you're not going to say world-class, no. Um, but
1: disappointing
0: no, no, that the change in opportunity but again. So Robbie just gets shafted out of the yeah. 23. three. So but look, I think yeah, that I think- that boot off Tuttle is going to be an important thing as well, and I, I wonder if we see him. Him, take some kicks at goal. Matemua hasn't necessarily been doing that well kicking at goal, um, so maybe we do get to see him take a bit of that pressure away from from Matemua and recycle That's true. They, yeah. they
2: they would have won the game last week if they'd kicked two more of their goals. But um, I, I think oh, apart mate. from apart from Bobby Tuttle's boot, which I've forgotten, he does have an absolute gun boot. I think it's a bit of a running game. You know, they they need Joe Power. Frankly, just he has in previous years, but at the moment he just doesn't challenge anyone around the ruck. They know he's going to pick it up and he's going to shovel it up. And so, frankly, they need someone to be keeping those players in tight, second-guessing, and hopefully, you know, making some mistakes and getting pinged for penalties. So I think that's why they brought Tuttle in for something different. But yeah, I've
0: got, I've got one more last point for the Rebels. Um, I think the force showed how you can actually beat the Nvroa last week, even though they just scraped in. And, and it starts with some defence. So... <laughs> The Melbourne Rebels are going to have to learn to defend very quickly. They had 68% tackle success against the Tars and they had 59% against the Brummies. If you are not making tackles against the Indra, you are going to get slaughtered because that was one thing Indra missed out last week. just some of their opportunities to convert, up, you know, field position, ball in hand to, to tries. They took their, their points and off, or kicked a couple penalties, but... You know, they, they will tear you apart if you're not making those tackles. So oh. that's something that's going to be need to be a big step up for, for the Rebels.
2: They've only got, look, I'm not 100% sure on this, but they've only got to the two centres who basically have the most tackle busts in Super Rugby Pacific uh, at the moment with Rivalvao and Vota. So, um, and I mean, I'm sure Hambossi can't be far behind that as well. So absolutely. If you don't tackle those, those guys, it's game over.
0: Um, so Yulia Kepa, he has moved across to the tight head. So Tawaki. Tawaki's moved out onto the bench, sorry, actually, and Kore Drogua gets his first start since getting that yellow card against the Tars in round one in that loose head jersey. So a little bit of a shift around there. We've also, Atama. is it his debut? Uh, it is his debut, yeah. yeah. He hasn't played yet. I
1: think he played the uh, counties Manukau in the... Uh, might have 10 as well. He's a 22-year-old hooker. who like he's his... been
2: on the bench before, but maybe he just hasn't uh, I
1: know No, unless maybe it was round one, but I thought it had been Kennedy Avere and Delacotto every week.
2: Uh, I'm sure he's been on the bench, but I don't know if he's got he, on. He might have
0: been very early on. But, yeah, Harry's picked the, the two that have been getting good game time. they are sticking with the the locks and back row. Oh, yeah. Sorry, been... two, two games off the bench. Yeah. 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 Because they've been getting it done for this side. Um But, yeah, uh, one of the big changes, or a change, uh, ex-Melbourne Rebels player. Do you want to run us through a little bit about Ratu, Kagi?
2: Yeah, Kitsioni Ratu. Um, He's coming in for Jonah Matasiwa, who... um, Matasiwa? Yeah, definitely butchered that. Sorry, Jonah. But, um, well, sorry, not sorry, because I'm about to say he had an absolute bust game last week. Uh, You know, I mean, it was his starting debut, but... um, God he had a shocker. He just um, you know kick it out in the fall, some terrible forward passes. Just nothing went uh, went well for him. So hopefully he can uh, you know pick it up from there. But they're clearly looking to you know give everyone a shot at fullback and lock down you know who's going to be in that fullback jersey. So anyway, sorry, Ratu. Yeah, he's been he's twenty seven now. He's been in the Rebel squad for a, he was in the Rebel squad for a couple of years after some impressive seasons for the Melbourne Rising. It's um, been at the Force and um, he's now yeah, he's, at now he's, he's- He's a pretty tall
0: boy. He's a six foot four. I think he's got a bit of a, a, you know, a bit of height to him in that number fifteen jersey. So hopefully he can, you know, diffuse some of this kicking that we're probably going to see from the Rebels. Uh, and that might be one reason he's there. You know, he's he's got the ability to to take, take the ball pretty well. But I'm he's someone I'm interested to see just because I've
2: known he's been around for a little while. For sure. And Matt, he's got he's got absolute wheels. And I think yep. look, the stats. You know, I'm sure he's the same height, six four. But I would suspect he's probably put on a few more kilos. He'd be in the low nineties. Um, you know, with some more strength and conditioning over the years. So, um, yeah, it could be very exciting to see him. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I just... Yeah,
1: sorry, I'll, I'll push on. Teddy Teller, I, I think, has been really good since he's been back just in terms of steering the team around the park. You do actually have Caleb Muntz making his return from an injury as well. I, don't, I can't remember if it was a concussion or something else, but it'll, it'll be good to see him coming on maybe the last 15 minutes and, and trying to add a little bit of spice to how they play the game. But I think just having Teller just, I, I guess, give them a lot of direction and, and keep the team calm is is invaluable
0: for this side as well. I think one of the biggest things he's added is he he's not a – like compared to a lot of the other players in the team, he's not afraid to utilise the field position. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, let's run from wherever we are. He goes, let's plug it into corners. Let's get down into their side. He's taken points when they're on offer, and he's kicking very, very well. So I think that is what he's adding to this feed gene through side, and I think that's, you know, why he he should continue to start for me. But, yeah, months as well, making his returns going to be good
2: to see. He is absolutely. He's that, he's that well-rounded head, you know, with that, with some experience. So he's, he's making good decisions, which is what they need with a yeah. very young team. So, look, I think, I think we've pretty much nailed all the points. I mean, you know, for the Drua, it's really just, they need to keep building on what they were doing. We said they're getting in the review that set pace is getting better. Um, last week, they just, as we said, didn't turn, um, you know, their opportunities into points. And so, this week, they'll be really conscious of that, I suppose. But um, God, yeah, you're saying that we see it going. The 3G and
1: the need to keep doing what they've been doing. The Melbourne Rebels need to stop doing everything they've been doing. <laughs> uh, guys, I've got the drawer by five again. I've got drew by seven.
2: I'm going drew by ten.
1: Wow. Okay. That's, Force versus the Brumbies boys. Um, we've got the return of Tony Pulu, Kyle Godwin, and Kane Kiteka this week. Kiteka been out for a few weeks now, so should change up their back row a little bit. Um, you obviously got Noah Co in doubt. I think they said he sprained the inside of his ankle and they thought he'd be gone for at least a week or two. But then the, the media came out and the coach said, oh, you know, we think he's still going to be a chance to play this week. I don't know. I feel like there's no chance they named the team lineup, and lo and behold, <laughs> he wasn't there. I don't know what the uh, the media blurb was that they were saying, trying to convince us. Um, but guys, what do we think? The last time they played round one, the Brums got up twenty nine to twenty three, and it was
0: probably, I would say, the Force's best performance of the year so far. Yeah, look, I, I think is hes a serviceable ten, but he's probably not going to add as much as. Um, see I think that will change them a little bit. Um, I don't know what you're writing in there, but yeah, the thing for the force are that they, they scraped out a win last week, they started the season, you know, showing that they can threaten other sides. They just need to, you know, get a bit of that confidence back and start to actually take it to the Brumbies here because they have a real crack. I think if they play like they did in round one to, to get a win, eke out a win here against the Brumbies, I know it's a big call. Yeah. But they, they actually have that potential. They've got, as you said, Kateka back. They've got some excitement on the bench with Pasatoa, uh, Isaac finds Lili Owasa, Kahui, Tim Anstey. There is some exciting players on their bench so that, that to come on and finish the game out. But we're just going to have to see the likes of Pryor and McIntyre actually step up and control this game early. The reality is this is actually their
1: first choice forward pack with the exception of tom robertson every other person there is first choice they've oh, got ready on the the bench as well so that they have a stacked forward pack that we expected was going to kind of uh i guess bully a lot of the teams in australia and and the brumbies picking probably not their best side i think it is a real opportunity in that area for them they're just going to learn how to score points
2: yeah. I think Nelson is the eternal optimist uh, for just generally Australian rugby and even the force, it shows. Um, probably the biggest force fan amongst us. Uh, I think round one was their only shot at winning. I can't really remember, but I felt like at the end of that game, we, you felt like the force deserved to win that game. Um, yep. But uh, I see absolutely no shot uh, this this week because um, the, the Brumbies absolutely have their tails up, mate. Five wins on the trot. They have only got better and better. And uh, there's absolutely no chance. You mentioned um, that halves pairing of Pryor and McIntyre. Mate, if the aim is to make the Brumbies fall asleep, then, you know, maybe like yeah. that's the way to go. But um, it's a bit of a tragedy really seeing the two um, young Brumbies te- replacement tens, Kunzul and Pasatoa, who could be slotting in now for a little CO out for a week or two. <laughs> um, over at the uh, at the force, hey,
0: it's, no, it's it's even sweeter for them if they can do it for the force and and play you know out most of this match. One of them will be on at all points, if not you know both of them. When um, Pasatola comes on, they might be able to get this win over a side that let
2: them both go when they needed yeah, them. First of all, that's not happening for sure. But all right, before we get <laughs> on to the Brumbies, um, I mean Harry, you just said uh, this is the force probably first string forward pack. What what about I think we talked about in the review, but Anstey and Stander. You know, I personally think, and I am biased because he's in my fantasy side. But Anstey is got to be a first choice eight in that team. But um, well, you say that, but mate, the the coach
1: doesn't seem to think so. So that's more what I was going from. So he's on the beach, so and fit. I I think the other thing is Bailey Consul just needs to start being a bit more effective. Physical. Um, they're just offering something in attack. We've got Richard Kahui. I know awesome they're saying he's the older statesman and they probably want to give Kunzel some time. I, I understand that. But the fact that they can't finish points when they've got a pretty solid forward pack, I think it's got to be misfiring from the back line. Pro, look, I'm not going to say it's not Jake McIntyre's oh. fault, but at least if you've got Kunzel and Godwin, they. sorry, if you've got uh, Kahui and Godwin, they play well together, and then Mattielli, Tony Pullo, and Straw. I think there's actually some good combination there. So that's the one thing I would have done. I would, have, I, I would think that Kahui really deserves to get a start, and
0: you know, no, arguably Passatella. The, the tricky thing for Kunsol is in that tr- in the trials he looked very solid, ball in hand, split in the line. But we haven't really seen it in Super Rugby, so. This is a chance for him to take it. And if he keeps performing the way he is, I, I think he might end up back on the bench.
2: So, look, well, the force, they've got one hope, and it's to get the, the ball to the wings as quickly as possible to Mate Eli or Tony Pulu, let them have a crack, and that's about it. But, um, look, well, let's push, let's get on the Brumbies. Exciting for me, the Lonigan <clears> brothers is <throat> getting a start. I love Nos Lonigan. Uh, very excited to see him get a crack. Um, and we've got the replacement young, youngster Billy Pollard, uh, equally as exciting. So, um, that's cool. What, do you think that's just a bit of a change-up? I mean, I do not think for Fahinga was... Oh, mate,
0: they've, um... they've, they've been rotating the four locks, the four hookers <laughs> throughout yeah. this, this year. So it, it's hard to have one of them on your fantasy side. So I've carried Nos Lonergan, I think, from the start, from the ori- initial draft, and he is entirely starting for me. It doesn't matter whoever I have, Nos Lonergan is starting. He is a fantasy footy player. So I'm excited to see him go up against the force. Count him in for a try or two.
2: Mate, they've bloody opened a brothel. You know what I mean? They're rotating through that many hookers. But um, (laughs) uh, I've also brought
1: Scott Seo and Safo Kaltai on as well. Um, so they're obviously rotating their front row a little bit as well. So they've actually given some opportunity (laughs) there. So we talked about the rotation policy of the the hookers, but I think they've seen this as a game where they have to travel over to Western Australia to give a few of their older players a uh, a rest as well. The the rest captain Alan Alator. Exactly, yeah, and slips, yeah. So the the rest of the <coughs> four-pack are the same. You know, they're, they're unchanged. So some good continuity there. The big in, I guess, is 9 and 10 jersey for the Bruns. You've got Ryan Lonigan, who I know the, the pick-and-drive boys will be frothing on him starting again this week and, again, included in the Welby's uh, set-up, 40-man squad. So good to see him get some time. And
2: Rodney Iona, yeah, he was. Uh, is, that, is, that call, is that the call coming down from Rennie? Mate, put him on. If he's in my squad, put him on. That's right. Uh, Nick White was maybe not going to be there this
0: week for the birth of his child. So yeah, that could be it as well. Yeah. Rudy Iona obviously
1: won them the game by uh, legally, obviously, because the ref didn't pick it up, pulling back oh, yeah. Raisin McWright. So after that clutch play, they've decided to give him the opportunity to start at 10. <coughs> uh, I race Ammonia, in the centres, So there's good continuity there in the back three as well Muirhead, Wright, Banks. At least they've made minimal changes in the rest of their team. I, I think it's a. It's a pretty good side, albeit with a weekend front row and a, re- and a, uh, a team
0: Look, that probably doesn't know the system very well. Let's go front front row and your halves pairing. That, there are some substantial changes, but you know when you're looking at Noslon against Scotty Co, um, Ryan Monaghan, you're adding in some class in those positions. So I, I do think that. You know, If the loss isn't going to be as bad as it could have otherwise, we might see Hudson Crichton make his debut towards the back end of this one as well. It For me, it's how Rodney Iona can stand up in, in that 10 jersey. Very experienced, played a lot of footy over his time. Um, doesn't mind taking the ball to the line. Um, so if he picks and chooses the right times, this this could be a good game yeah. for
2: him. And, and I would when you're running against Jake McIntyre, man, I just run it all. Day, oh, yeah, you know what I mean. just have a feel back that's. Yeah. And that's, Simone that's, is going to make another bust just running at McIntyre. So. 100. Go so all right, pick this at one. Nels, give me what, what what's the margin on this game? In uh, I, I, I'm going to say the Bambies because I, I can't not. Um, but I think it's
0: going to be. I think yeah. that was
2: assumed. That's why I said, just give me the margin, mate. No, I'm going
0: to I'm going to say it's going to be tight. I'm going to say by five. Okay. By what five? Harry. Yeah, it sounds crazy. Don't ask me why. Rumbie by 14, no problem.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rumbi's by 20. And uh oh. sweet. Let's we know, let's remember. move on. Uh Highlanders like, and the Blues. Um, uh, we don't have the Blues team lineup, uh, annoyingly, but um for this one quickly we've got uh well we don't have any new injuries to report because they didn't play, so that's a simple one. Um and mention it on a whole lot of the Blues players because we don't have a lineup yet and we don't know who has COVID. So there you go. But totally returning, what we do know, returning for the Highlanders, we've got uh, James Lynch is coming back from a concussion, straight back starting at seven. Uh, Fatuli Paya was sort of injured. I don't, can't remember if he played the last time they played or not, but he was injured and he's back starting in the 13 jersey. Uh, actually, which is timely because the last game we do, did have an injury, Thomas Umunga Jensen, was injured and is going to be out for a couple of weeks. So uh, it lessens
0: that blow definitely for them, adding, you know, a, quite a hard runner. So hopefully we see him play well.
2: Yep. And uh, Gareth Evans had a concussion. I don't know whether that he's on I the bench this week. He is on the bench? On I, the bench. Um, I want to throw out a name because I've only just seen it, but Villamoni
0: Coroi on the bench. I want to see this guy get on. He's named in the 22 jersey with Hugh Renton weirdly always named at the 23 jersey when he's on the bench um so i mean he's probably covering fly half fullback potentially wing you know he he is quite a versatile player but i just want to see him get on the
2: field and and have a bit of a crack at this level has has he played yet has he played on the wing for the landers or not
1: no yeah he hasn't had any time and and i mean that's the big questions right like how can you pick liam Coombs fabling when you got villa monikotoy not getting a chance even in the 23 so I mean, on that note, you do have Nani Punovaya starting on the outside uh, on on the right wing as well. So I'm excited to see him get a run, and hopefully he's very damaging and kind of starts to pull down that uh, number fourteen jersey as his own or make it his own. A couple of players out, we assume with COVID is Ethan Decroot and Conor Garden Bashup Surely should be starting with uh, with with all things been equal and in terms of deserving their spot. So we don't assume that's why with no no game last week and and no word on.
0: Uh, on who's got COVID and who doesn't. We've also got Scott, Scott Gregory moving back into that 12 jersey, something, you know, a, a role he filled very well for them last year, shifting in from the wing, caught us all by surprise really when he did it, but became very, very serviceable for them in that 12 jersey. So that that also is just going to take a little bit of pressure off Pye coming in on that 13 jersey.
2: And sorry, also, so replacing Connor Garden at fullback is Sam Gilbert, who also might have been coming back from an injury because right. he's been there the whole time, hasn't he? He has been there the whole time. Yeah. Okay. Because I thought we kind of they might have rested his- him for one
1: week, I think maybe, but no, he's been there. He's been right. playing a fair bit because he started at fullback, then shifted to wing when Connor Garden Basham came back through. So no, no, I don't think that's the case. Um, to the Blues, they have said that they're expecting to be missing players who are return- as they're returning from COVID. So. I think that the fact they haven't named their team line up now says that maybe they're in a bit more hot water than some of the other sides. One thing I would say, though, is if you're banking on players being there, the guys that were pulled late from the game a couple of weeks ago was Nipo Lalala, Bowden Barrett and Sam Nock. So I think you can be pretty confident that those three will be back into the side given how long it's been. Everyone else is up for grabs. And I, I think I speak for everyone when I say the team will
2: win if they've got para franchise and not if they don't. I was going to say, there's only one note left here, and it's just para-franchise. How long? Mention, mention para-franchise. That's what it says.
1: I don't need a note for that. I don't need <laughs> a note for that. Now, I think, look, we're expecting Bowden Barrett's back and is fit and wants to play 10. So that's that's a done deal, right? So then, therefore, what do you do with para-franchise? If, if everyone's at, fit, do you put him at 15 oh. or do you put him on the bench?
2: It becomes a simple choice: It's Zahn Sullivan. Sullivan or, or Parafranchise, doesn't it? And it's, even even as it, it is a simple choice, even, uh, it's even, how you it, want to play. Yeah, it is a simple choice for Harry and I because uh, I have Parafranchise in my team, and Harry loves Parafranchise, so we would both start him. But even having said that, with my own bias, Zahn Sullivan has looked really good, and obviously, yeah. if you've listened to our pod, you know that I've talked up Zahn Sullivan to the high heavens the last two years. So I don't know. Um, yeah. Tough choice. They're very different players.
0: Um, so it just depends on how they want to play. Is it all about just breaking the other team open? But their franchise offers some skills that I, I think we haven't seen yet um, from Sullivan. So it'll be interesting to see where they go there. My, my one last question is, um, if Big Sauce is back, do you start him over Tane Plumtree? Because he was, I'm pretty sure, man of the match, that's, last matchup. It's an no
2: Kind of like a no-brainer, yes, but um, well, really, well, I mean, you put does him, have Tane Plumtree in his fantasy yeah, side. He was absolutely brilliant.
0: And you can put um, Tom Robinson into the locks, which he's done a lot for them because we, last, last time they had Luke Romano, who is 74 years old, and we, Sam Darry.
2: Mate, we've talked about that a lot. We've always wanted uh, big sales to go into the, the locks just so he has, was, mate. he's an awesome fantasy pick, but they're, they're not doing it. They've, they've earmarked him as a back rower. He's a six through and through. And he's a lot of lock no money week. is if, if he doesn't have COVID, he's starting in the six jersey this week. And the other one's Josh Goodhue, mm. isn't it? So I think
1: Sam darry got a run last week. Mm. Maybe that was a COVID thing as well. So they do have a couple of options there. And and I I'm, I think they like their locks, to be honest with you. I don't think they really give Robinson much of a run And at lock these days. Rob- you know,
0: Robinson's been pretty poor. Throughout this year. I just want to put that out there as well. Yeah, but
1: maybe he's still one of their captains, like your vice captain. He's not he's not gonna get he's, his unspertained one tree.
0: He's no, not I mean, even on my fantasy team. So I, though, I don't
2: think I don't think we mentioned last time they played the result, which was two weeks ago. Yeah. we didn't mention that. I didn't tune out. But uh, two last weeks ago, 30, 32 to twenty, uh the blues defeating the Highlanders. It was um, four tries to one. So there's a bonus point win there for the blues. That was
0: quite a convincing win taking their, their tries. So look, Kogi, how do you think this one's gonna play out?
2: Uh, it just depends on how many blues players are playing. Unlike the Crusaders. Yeah, that's all I'm asking how many how affected they are. That's um, all I'm asking. Take a stab. I, I still think the blues are gonna win uh, for sure. And I'm gonna say the blues by let's just go with eight points. Sorry. I, uh, I'm going
1: to bank at the moment. I will change my tip on the app once, uh, once I see a Blues lineup. Yeah, No, it's happening. Um, but right now, given what we've said and the fact that I think they're going to be missing a fair few more players than everyone else and the Highlanders are pretty close to, to what they should be, I'm going to say the Highlanders will pick them for their first win of the season by three points.
0: My goodness, there must be a lot of Blues players with <laughs> COVID. The Blues haven't been that good, let's not say that. Yeah, but the Highlanders have been woeful. Absolutely woeful. They have been terrible. They're missing, missing <laughs> Joshua, aren't they? And they got Pryor back in 13, who didn't do much for them. You know? all <laughs> so, right. So, look, I'm going to say the Blues by 12, unless they're decimated. Yep. Well, no, hold on. You can't make tip each way. You just pulled Kargi on that. What no, if, you? What's your pick? You said you might change it. That's what I'm sticking with from what I know at the moment. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right. Boom. Moving on to the game of the round. Uh, probably. I'm calling it early. Uh, Chiefs oh. and the Crusaders, or the game I'm probably looking forward to the most, other than the draw, absolutely handing the Rebels ass to them. Um, Chiefs Crusaders uh, again, no new injuries. They didn't play last week. or oh, sorry, the Chiefs did play last week against Minor Pacifica in a rescheduled fixture from earlier in the season. Just you know, wrap your head around that. But so the Chiefs did play. They looked really good. They smashed Minor Pacifica by a lot. Uh, they didn't really have any injuries to report from that one. They did have some players out for COVID reasons and other reasons, but returning in this one is a really big one. Etene Nana Saturo, huge. The hottest Who? of the hot steppers. I love that under the returning players,
1: he's the big one for you, but keep going.
2: Uh, well, I mean, there is the all-black captain. So- <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but <laughs> we've, we've got him to you. <laughs> Sonny takiaho Angus Tarvao and Josh Lord. Uh, yes, and, sorry, Etene,
0: Nana, Saturo... Taki Aho and some other players are Josh back, Lord. Look,
2: yeah. You know, because I've got a Safra Mu in my team this year, I'm, I'm less excited about Taki Aho as I used to be. And I'm just that excited about Nana Saturo because for some reason he hasn't been playing and he's like the most exciting player to watch. Um, so I'm Harry, guessing Narawa has COVID because after how he's yeah, played last few no, What you meant to say there was you're hoping, no, not guessing. What do you mean? Like, hold on. After Harry's played, keep, finish that sentence you got to conclude, Blake. He I'm
1: was sure awesome. Stevenson was the man of the match above him and has had a blinder two weeks. And Attending Na'Nai Satura is
0: their first choice winger. So yeah. what do you mean? And either of that, well, attending Na'Nai throw him at fullback, bring, <laughs> bring my boy in. <laughs> <laughs> put Naro at fullback. Like, Nelson,
2: even though I he's in your fantasy team and not mine, I would back Narawa to be playing fullback. I'm not yeah. sure. I mean, Harry's a huge fan of his. Caleb Trast, to fullback. um, Nonsense, quite frankly, but um, Narawa for me is the starting fullback in that side.
0: Mate, he lit them up last week, and he did in his last year and before that
2: too. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan
1: of Trust at, full, at fullback, but I know they like their dual playmaker role with the old kind of Damien McKenzie shadow looming over the team um but look i I think our trust was excellent last week awesome under the high ball played very well distributed set up i I just thought he had a cracker game in his first week back and deserves another start as well but if we flip back to the forward pack as well i think the big in for me on this one is summer penny finnell so he had his first game off the bench last week and i've shifted him into the eight jersey this week that means that Tupo Valle stays in the six jersey and we mentioned Kane at the open side. So for me, this is probably the big point. What's going to happen moving forward? I, I think this is probably the last chance for a while that we'll see Tupo Valle at six. Sammy Penny Finell will probably rip it up because he's a gun, and then Peter Gus, who's obviously been rested, we assume for COVID reasons this week, will come back into the side and it'll kind of shift <clears> the team around. Is, is that what you guys think as well, or is this just their what what they're looking at as a real option for them? And Finales maybe just and going to end up as a bench op, uh, well, player for them.
2: F- Finale's still an absolute youngster. Don't be wrong; he is a bit yeah. of a gun, but um, I don't. I certainly don't see him as the the starting six. Obviously, they've got Luke Jacobson out with injury. Um, you know, that's a given, but uh, a few other players. But I think you're right. In the in the short term, he does look like the most logical six option, right? Like you'd have him and Peter Gus at eight. So Look, um, it depends on what they're thinking of, A, because he's shaping up
0: pretty well there as a six. He's not a six, you know, but he's, he's doing a job very serviceable for them, gives them a really good line-out option there as well. They have good locks in hand. So it gives them an option to get more of these sort of bigger bodies um and line out options on, on the the field so i think
2: i think you've just now that i think the chiefs have a plethora of really good locks yeah but in but recently without jacobson and without Finnau as an option i think the first couple of weeks they they haven't had a lot of really good backup back rowers Yep. So they were like, they're just like, well, we've got a lot of good locks. We'll just put three locks on, whatever. But um, yep. now with now yeah, I, I don't, I mean, Tuba Vai, he's a lock. He's going to go back there. It'll be Vitalik yeah. and, and Vai in there. But um, it'll yeah, be, be exciting to see what Finn can do this week. Yeah, it'll be
0: interesting. That I think they've learned that Vai can cover six. So whether they, you know, give him some time there off the bench or he gets a little bit more time there to start so they don't feel like they have to um Russian semi-penny that's I don't, yeah,
2: uh, see, I, don't, I don't rate this obsession with putting locks in at six now you know like Scott Barrett and the all-blacks things like that some of these locks are just locks all right Scott they lock. are. just play them at lock all right but, yeah, um, Scott Barrett's not a six. but anyway it's
1: um, the PSDT hangover mate the bloke was amazing so now Nick is the oh, next one. can I ask my other question here is Brody Ritalik we thought was going to be I mean you guys thought sorry correct well it was going to be the top lock by country mile he's currently sitting in 11th on form I thought he was
2: going to be the top lock.
1: Uh, you guys uh, both were gonna be up there, definitely uh, up, right, up there. Yeah. Rothing him. Yeah, we said apparently eleventh. When's he going to turn into you know top lock form? What what are we missing?
2: Um. Well, I, I mean, I he's going not have an answer for you, frankly. <laughs>
0: He's actually what seventh, one, two, three, four, five, yeah, six. but seventh man, in total points. He's on total
1: points. Yeah, every lock has played different amounts of games, so I don't think that tells you much. We well, got I mean, four.
0: Well, well you that. had you had Hooper that played one game, and you had things Harry, like that Harry, as well. don't,
2: don't worry about points. Harry's point is that he hasn't uh, he hasn't exactly you know smashed the lights out. Um, yes. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it will think, think it's right for him to really step up and and you know play a larger role in the team at the moment with a few less stars in and around? But um, just, he's just easing
0: he's his, way way in. He's in his way back in. Easing his way back in. Look, I think it's almost official now. I thought it was before I dropped Shooter Stevenson, Harry didn't think it was, that he is over low uh, on that wing spot. He's back been, been yeah. playing very well, yeah. and I let him go because I listened to some advice from Harry. Never do it, people. It's not a good thing. Um, Anthony Brown missing. We're assuming that that sounds like it's COVID as well. Got to be. Um, you'd assume so. Peter Gas rested. have for the Crusaders. We've we've got to take this line up with a grain of salt. Hold on. How have we not had our outrage that we've still got no Luke
1: Jacobson? I thought we did. No, we just said he'll start when he's back. But he should yeah. be back, man. He was meant to be back last week. Yeah. He's meant to be back this week. He's still not in the twenty-three. What a sitch up.
0: Yeah. I'm not paying any money, but I want to see him play. Fair. <laughs> Fair. So take this Crusaders lineup with a grain of salt. We've got no Moody, Whitelock, Pablo, Brian Enoa with changes expected to happen before Saturday. Who knows, one of those changes could be the game being called off or rescheduled because they have lots of people missing and they said it's close. Mind you, if anyone can play with an entire team missing and still do well, it's the Crusaders.
2: That's it, I'm mean, at. I said it in the preview. You know, they said fifty percent of the squad, or fifty or sixty percent of the squad, has been, you know, affected by COVID over the last week or two. And I'm like, mate, unless it's eighty percent, you can field, you know, fifteen, twenty three players from your vast academy, <laughs> most of their, super rugby worthy. Most of their starting players are like there in the backs, and like they have a,
0: a good base of a team here with um, Bryn Hall, Richie Moana. George Bridge, David Havili, Lester Fang Anduku, Will Jordan, plus the throne in Chefiyaki, who's an absolute weapon.
2: Oh, did and, you did you just name all the top fantasy picks in?
0: Yeah, and Seven Reese on the bench.
1: They've got Tamati Williams on the bench. Plus, plus Drummond and Burke as well. Yeah. So they've got what seems like a pretty good twenty-three. Cody Taylor on the bench. George Bauer on the bench. Tamati and, Williams on the bench.
2: And just to be clear for our listeners, when Nell says take this lineup with a grain of salt, it's because they haven't formally released their lineup. Where there's yeah. just a, a leaked version or something, which you know says <laughs> yeah. like, hold. Like there's a uh, embargo lock on it. Embargo until whatever. Yep. But somehow that's come out. So um. no,
0: I mean the embargo's lifted, mate. They're allowed to talk about it, but it's just. At least they've given us
2: something, unlike the
0: Blues who let us down. They've given
2: us something to talk about, um, because obviously for fantasy managers, uh, you, if if you have a Crusaders player, it's probably your big gun, so you really want to know if he's playing or not.
0: But... Kagi, you had Chafiaki against Moana. Obviously, it's different playing uh, the Chiefs than it is against Moana, but he had six tackle busts, one line break, one offload, and eighty-eight meters, and that was playing at fullback on on a wing for. Um, the Crusaders, you, you're going to be put in space.
2: Mate, he looked absolutely electric. Um, I think similar to Shooter Stevenson, actually. Um, you know, one of the, I guess one of my, uh, one of the negative things, I guess I thought, is that they hadn't put on enough sides. So Chafiaki similarly was, you know, pretty wiry, I'd say, a year or two ago. But they both absolutely filled out. Mm-hmm. And that's why he was able to make so, so many busts and, um, and be so good. So you're right. If you're on the right wing, the Crusaders, in the Crusaders, it just depends which way the play goes. You know, some weeks, yeah, Trevor yeah. Reese will score three tries on the right wing. Some weeks, it'll be fine. Good it'll just, you never know. So, all right, predictions with this one, lads. Um, Harry- before, before we go
1: there, I just wanted to mention probably the biggest in on this um, uh, You know, this team list under review is mm. Cullen Grace getting the run for the first time in a fair few weeks as well.
2: So, good to see him back in the mix. Carve it up, boy. Please. <laughs> I'm I need to. to see Ethan Blackadder starting again. I've I loved. I just love watching Ethan. Blackadder. he's been like, starting for a few weeks. I'm but... Terrified at how good he's going to become in uh, for the All Blacks. But um, yeah. Yeah, anyway, all right. Predictions, Harry uh, Crusaders by how much? Ooh, uh, five. Yeah. Nels. Look, I'm going to go seven. All right, sweet. And I'm going to go twelve. So cool. Wow. Um.
1: It's a pretty settled lineup for the Chiefs to be smoking them. I mean,
2: that back line
0: still... And back row
2: from their last four as well. The tails are up, but it is the Crusaders. So is it? It's pretty um, fair. Like, that is a weapon team. R- Richie Mawonga hasn't even <laughs> done anything yet, and this might be the first game he decides, I'm going to score 100 points and just... Richie Mawonga hasn't
0: done anything yet is a silly thing to say. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I hope that yeah. he listens to this and just goes, <laughs> well, that's it, Kagi. Um, All right, Kagi, you said the last game was going around, but this... Is the game around for uh, me, mate? The Reds versus Waratahs. I'm wearing my heritage Waratahs jersey. This is always a big one on the calendar for me. I, I don't know what it is about this compared to Tars v Brumbies or Brumbies v Reds, other than the Tars being included. But so larger, mate. There's history of these teams just absolutely killing each other. Number sevens bleeding out of their face and having a go and telling the ref, we're just having fun. Like, it's okay. We're both okay with this. And I just want to see that anger again. And, the, the disappointing thing for the Taz is they don't have the anger of Holloway on this starting side, so I hope he brings rage. They well, don't have the suit rage either.
2: Mate, speaking of rage, though, they have gone, they followed suit with the <laughs> yeah. rebels, and they've gone for the double-seven approach here yeah. of uh, Charlie Gamble, and we spoke about it in the review, the rage machine, Carlo Tizano. the little... Angry tazzy devil, devil, mate. I don't know if he's from Tasmania, but he is a Tazzy devil. Oh mate, he, he he's forced his way, frankly, into the starting side from that coming off the bench last week, where he just came on and absolutely ripped into them. So that was amazing. But Harry, do you want to quickly take us through um, injuries to report? Uh yeah.
1: Well, Mister Incredible left uh, the field just before oh, on half time. Very slow because he was having back spasms mm-hmm. mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. more just pushing back the entire scrum himself. And Ben <laughs> Donaldson uh, tweaked his calf as well, so we'll probably be that's out. Actually,
2: As much as I love Angus Bell, that is actually a little unfair to HJH, who has also been impressive. But still, no, Angus Bell carrying the whole TARS on his back, you know, it'll cause a spasm from time to time, sure. I mean, he's Mr. Incredible,
1: what can (laughs) you say? Um, despite being in complete backspasm, he's still going to come off the bench, though. Yeah. Um, so I should just throw that in. I'll <laughs> still start him, too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely you will. Dave McDermott, though, will be starting. He's probably the big in. I, I think he's probably a couple of weeks earlier than we originally thought he would be. Yeah, so probably, yeah. rush him back for the Tars because they know the Reds are up against <laughs> it. Last time they played, it was 20-16 to 16 in the rain at Leichhardt. And I thought it was, a, it was one of those games where we just should have one and we, we didn't get away with it, but because well,
0: we, we let Horton throw a line out. Yeah, That's let's can if Horton's on, can we get back into the old days where you let a winger throw the ball in? No one need to ask, he's tall enough, he could just basically reach to our jumper.
2: Don't let Horton throw We're it. We're all saying that you know, Coach Coleman loves Mahe Vailanu um, from the guillotinis last year, mate. Let him play. Get him on there on the bench. Give him a crack.
0: He can Don't throw play. a line out straight too. He,
2: he didn't do it very well.
0: Jordan. <laughs> well, um,
1: last time, <laughs> this, this game is fixture in round two, I think it was. Was it round two? Yeah, round two. Uh, two. That was the last time we saw Dunginu as well in 2022. Uh, could be the last time we ever seen the way we're going at the moment. Can it sign to the tyres? How long has he got left from his contract? God, oh, wouldn't that be good? Anyway, let's, <laughs> let's keep pushing on. So... Um, but yeah, just
2: you know, finishing your point about Tar should have won. They were ahead uh, 16-13 at the sixty eighth minute. So um, then just you know, pouring rain, ill discipline pouring rain, and the Reds got the better of them. Scored a try to, to see it out. Yeah, uh, look the big in the other big in
1: here for the the Queensland Reds is Tanya Latupo. Obviously got cited for the queen up queen out that we were blowing up about on Monday night. He's originally given a two week ban if he if he pled guilty early. The Reds said screw that. We'll roll the dice and went and contested. And we can say, late tonight, they have said that he's been cleared and allowed to play. So, all that shows is that the uh, review commission or uh, committee have absolutely no idea what they're talking about. Cleared on ground, then trumped and told on it was cited and then cleared again. So, they're just, they're clueless. That's I reckon all
2: Brad Thorne just flat out, uh, you know, threatened their very existence. Flexed. You know what I mean? He, exactly. He, re, he did a gym pump, walked in in a tight fitting singlet to the hearing. They were like, Overturned, overturned, sir. That's
0: fine. It was half an hour. He didn't, he I mean, just read. Right. I,
2: I think you guys were saying they were pretty confident in that they named Tupo in the lineup before <laughs> yeah. the decision has ever <laughs> been made or like official. Like Brad Thorne goes, No, nah, no, nah, I'll get this. Overturned. <laughs> so,
1: they were confident, and they were right. Yeah. So, guys, in the, in the bench as well, the other big point for me here is the co captain Liam Wright has to sit on the bench once again. Like Brad Thorne does it, doing what he always does, and that is. If the player playing in front of you is playing well, it doesn't matter who you are. You're not coming straight back into the side. Mm. Um, I'm disappointed because I was banging him surely being back to starting. But Ciroiro has been carving. So has Fraser McRight, and so has Harry Wilson. So it is tough mm. to argue. They have just been playing so well.
0: Liam Rod also offers some versatility covering at 6'7". Um, but look, he, it's hard for their... The previous captain, is he still co-captain? Yeah. Yeah, still co-captain and be on the bench. But to be fair, uh, Sarah Uru has been more pivotal for them. So I, I think at the moment, if it, that keeps up, we'll, we'll see Uru continuing to start.
2: I think you're right. They don't do much in the way of rotation, but um, although <clears> Nelson <throat> will not like the sound of this, I was going to say, if they were to do some rotation, they could no. be giving Harry Wilson a rest, giving Sarah a go at eight. He's played mm. eight before and bringing Liam right back. So that could be something we see next week. But Maybe yeah. next week. The re-
0: or you could rest McWright.
2: And no, put no, I can't do that. <laughs> Pushing on the TARS, we've got <coughs> Tara Faulkner starting at loose head. So we talked about Angus Bell getting a rest coming off the bench. It's a little bit sad because we we don't get that battle straight off the bat of Angus Bell versus Tanyela Tupo in scrum time. And That is that is some mouth-ordering stuff there. But um, uh, Tupo will probably play the full 80 anyway. So when Bell does come on, we'll see them go head-to-head. Uh, the tars have kind of been re- they're that confident uh, as Nelson said earlier, they are kind of resting some players off the bench. so Jed Holloway uh, was captaining last week, been playing extremely well. Um, he's coming off the bench, uh, which is you know, interesting one. So who do we have starting? We've got Cridge and um, we've, we've got Sinclair, Sinclair mate. Uh, have we seen whose names? Captain? For this time. No. There is no captain. Oh, it better
1: not be Alex Newsom. Yeah. Um, it could be, it could be <clears throat> If I had to put my money on someone,
0: surely he's the guy. Could be. Yeah. Just keep leaving mind. Look, the, the other sort of significant changes. Obviously, we talked about that dual flanker role with Tazano and Gamble. Whether they play left, right, or they play loose and blind, I'm not too sure. I I just back left, right for for me. We've got Tane Edmund. Uh, coming in at 10, he is an exciting player. I know we haven't seen as much of him to like him as much as Donaldson and Harrison, but I really rate that we've left Will Harrison at 15, giving him time to continue to evolve his game there and put Tane Edmund at 10 over that injury for, for Ben Donaldson. So we will see Will Harrison slot in a lot like we have in the last few weeks to take a bit of pre- pressure off Edmund. but Edmund is an exciting player. And he's a relatively big body as well. So I'm excited to see him get a crack at that 10 jersey from the starting side. Serious
1: question. Clearly the uh, the Waratahs have to bash up the Reds if they have any chance of winning this. Taking Jed Holloway out of the side, having Sinclair at four, but then having Gamble and Tizano double-teaming in the, the, the mm. flankers, is that enough muscle
0: to actually trouble the Reds or not? Oh, I think that they're... There's got to be something there to that Holloway one for me. I, I think they've decided they're going to give Angus Bell a bit of a break. But Parisi's um, not playing either. So, I mean,
1: there is a fair bit of this chat at the start of the week where they were saying they're going to rest a few players. So I think
0: it's rotation. But it, it could be resting players because of, you know, little needles they have got other things like that because I think Jed Holloway has gone down a few times in the last few weeks and ended up get, getting back up and playing on. Angus Bell came off at half time. So maybe there are just a little kind of niggles and they don't want to throw these guys in from the starting side, so bring them on a little bit later so you can still use them if needed.
2: It is true. I'm surprised that the old man, Jamie Roberts, who's, I don't know, some got to be getting close to his 40s, um, was opted for this game to uh, to start in because, um, yes, he's cool. going to run at Hamish Stewart, who is um, a great tackler, but he's going to, you know, get, get through that. But I... Would have thought the threat of being absolutely, you know, put into early age care by Hunter Paisami would have been enough for him to say, "No, no, look, maybe next week, boys. Next week I'll start." <laughs> anyway, just, uh, so, um, you, didn't you just want to see Parisi and Hunter Paisami running at each other?
0: Absolutely, that, that's, that's what is, we want to see. That's true. I, there, that.
2: there are two narratives in this game there's we've been Paisami, Parisi, and uh, Angus Bell, too. But really, it, um... and look, the other one is
1: I reckon like, Gamble and Tizano might just end up running into each other.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very possible. But my, my only
1: other question, boys, was hmm. you got Dylan Peach and Tristan Riley on the bench. Where is James Ram? Yeah, he can't, okay, he can't we run. almost got
2: all, all of our wishes answered, didn't we? So we, we discussed Hello. about Tane Edmed or um, okay. Harrison uh, on Monday, and we said as long as we get Mark Noonganita Wase on the field, we're happy men, but we, we wanted him and James Ram on the left wing uh, get rid of Newsom, sit down, son. But um, I don't know where, where James Ram is. No idea. Um, guys, the only point you,
1: <laughs> you said the name. the only one, when I saw this team and I was so disappointed by a few different calls, the only point I wanted to focus on was Mark Nwanganidawasi getting his first sale of the season in the 14 jersey. And the big point is here, now, Dungunu is Nelson's third pick, I think, overall pick. Is it time you drop Dungunu for the, the hope that is Mark Nwanganidawasi? Because if he, if he has a cracker and attack, he might just hold his jersey for the rest of the
0: year. And we all know he's a fantasy legend well, when he's on form. The, the concerning thing about it was I had them both in my initial draft. And I had to drop to Wasi because I gave him no time. Now, Nungunu is a very, very tough thing to drop out of your team. And I've been holding him and holding him, holding him. And who knows? If I drink a couple beers before we do our draft tomorrow night, it could well happen. It could
2: hey, well happen. Name, look, name another Waratahs winger who has scored two tries against the Crusaders on debut. Yeah, exactly. But look... You can
0: only have one Fijian attacking weapon who loves to throw the ball silly out and to the wrong person and all this stuff, but can break open a side. And I kind of good and Noangani wasi so it's only going to be one of them. So you get Marky, I love it.
1: <laughs> and look, my last one. Where the feck is Raboni? Raboni was meant to Warren Vasetha. Was meant to be here for round five. Then they pushed it back to round six because he hadn't recovered for his hip. I'm assuming that the physio is not just saying, all right, one more week. All right, one more week. Like, he should be around, in which case, why isn't he starting? They don't have a six. Why is Roboni who will been hanging out for so long to see not in the team?
2: Or at least, actually, I was about to say, or at least on the bench, because obviously Will Harris has been playing the house down. But as soon as I thought about who's on the bench, Langy Gleeson's actually been awesome. I've been very excited by Langy Gleeson. Um you know, I wouldn't even mind seeing him get a start at six, to be honest with you. But, um, but I agree. Like, we, we were very excited about Rubani at the start of this year, and we just haven't even seen him. Uh, some, something's up there, and
0: hopefully we we'll see him soon. But this is the weekend you'd think you'd wanted to see him. But look, the, the dual seven role, again, is always a good decision. The more sevens, the better. So uh, I'll back it. These, both these you, players... You want them uh, to put
2: him on at centre like he played for the Sun. Right. We well, when
0: he comes back, he can play 12. That's it's
2: true. All right, tips. Look, mate, I'll go first in this one. I've, I've been putting you guys on the spot. Um, I'm going to pick with my heart and pick the Queensland Reds. Uh, no, okay, um, that's not with my heart, but I'm going to pick the Reds. The Reds are going to win um, probably by – let's go with – no, it'll be a close game, maybe five points.
1: Uh, I reckon the Reds will get up by 10.
2: Someone's going to –
0: but with my hard, you, heart,
2: just made me bring the score down, Harry. That's all I was
0: prepared to do. Someone's going to live on the edge, boys. Someone's going to live on the edge. I'm going to say the Tars. <laughs> just because someone has to do it, right? Uh, yes, someone <laughs> does have to do it. Okay. Bring a Tars jersey. Mark, no to need a wasi to get an intercept full field try from a really chunky pass from whoever the reserve halfback is for the Reds because Tate's going right. to go down early because he's a bit tired. So <laughs> that's some detail and you just wait to see it happen, boys. I can't wait to see that happen. Guys,
1: now that we've finished the
2: main course, where do we go, Craigs? Uh, I believe that means it's time for a bit of dessert. <laughs> uh, Desserto. do with that? Le dessert. Le
0: dessert.
2: Is it brought to you by any vegan ice cream? Any plant based? Nah, uh, no, no. It's no, brought brought to you by spring water, right? Like we're nice well, and healthy at the moment. No ice cream. Grand spring water. So, yeah. Yeah, Matt, if we got it sponsored by Woolworths, that'd be pretty stoked. That would be really good. It would be. But, Guys, uh, certain, We don't. What, what are we gonna do for dessert? We don't really have dessert.
1: Could I mean, we've just decided this is where we get to shit talk at the moment because it's it's more fun. Uh, so we're airing grievances. in oh, have we got a grievance? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wow, Nelson. Oh, look at grievance. Oh, look, I, I wouldn't want to call out such a fine man like Sean Maloney. I bet you are. But I'm getting forced into <laughs> it. So <laughs> Sean Maloney put up on um, on Twitter basically saying, you know, it's great all these Aussie rugby podcasts and listed every podcast in Australia that talks about rugby except for us. So. I don't know if we're not an Aussie rugby podcast. We're just seen it as a fantasy footy podcast. I don't know what it is, but all three listeners here go comment on it and just throw our name out there so he knows we exist. I've, I've done it. I've taken it into my own hands. We've already done
2: it. We need more names thrown out there.
0: At it. We just everyone throw out draft rugby. All I think, look, the
2: real, the real thing to focus on here for our listeners to enjoy is that uh, just imagine Nelson and Harry just sitting at work stewing uh, over this and over the different replies that they were possibly going to concoct uh, I, from the various 40,000 Twitter accounts they have all day today. Funny, but, uh, I, they were very I, measured, very reserved. Um, and just- I, really,
0: I really like him, mate. I really, really like him. It hurts me that I'm never going to be able to talk good about him ever again. So <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> he's no longer the voice, mate. He's no longer the voice. He, he can make it up to us, but at the moment he's, he's not the voice. Mate, I and, stand uh, put, by. But put, say, put, we should name.
2: He put your jersey uh, on the pillar. Um, pillar. He, he, he put up it up on. on.
0: He put it's it too on. Too we good. we may have given it to him a little bit too tight. So we've hurt each other a little bit recently. So right. look, I, I I did say to him that
1: um. It's a love hate. I'm sure that this is just a long-winded tactic because he's a bit butthurt that we've had pretty much all the <laughs> panel on stand Sports on the, on the show before, except for him. So I think this is a ploy for him to try and get, let us yep. take, get up, take notice, yep. and invite him onto the show. So that's what I've done. <laughs> it's worked. Um, and I, on the same note, I just want to thank all the rugby broadco- broadcasters out there, like you know Fox Rugby for so many years, <laughs> our Rugby Pass as well. Guys, are Sky Sports,
0: there's so many good ones out there, isn't there? But look, he, he, did, he, did, he did make a valid point. He said, go back to it. He, he basically listed some of the Aussie rugby podcasters and, and people in the tour sphere, and it's Sam Bruce, Christy Doran, BMC Sport, Pick and Drive Rugby, We Love Them, Drop Kickoff, Nick Wasiliev, Wasiliev um, Rugby Podcast, and Gold Digger Rugby. So there is some really good... Aussie Rugby Podcast at the moment and and content so and Atkinson, Atkinson,
2: you're right, Nelson, right, That's you just described. There's all these podcasts on a certain level, and I mean, then there's the Drive Rugby Show. You know what I mean? Like it's a um, we, we can't well, we just got we can't forget rugby
1: fixation as well. Sure, look, it, come on, let's, let's give you our number it,
2: one it, fan and biggest
0: supporter. It, it, and, he's part of he's part of the furniture at um, Pick and Drive as well.
2: Yeah, well, well, well is, he deserves a shout out definitely for sure, and and was Michael right, Atkinson? So we'll look, Guys, I think, I think the, the, the clear strategy here is that um, we have to find who, who else from the stand sport environment we haven't had on the pod and get all of them except, except Sean. And that's the yeah, Sarah Nagama's next, basically. That's ball. it. That's you how know, we enact a revenge. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. All right, boys. Look, that's going to do it for uh, episode whatever this is uh, for round six of Super Rugby yeah. Pacific. Um, bring on some more lineups tomorrow for the Blues and Crusaders. And um, we'll catch you next week. And absolutely
1: no luck to you this week in fantasy football, Kagi. Hooray.